Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to the Sportive. It is uh, a three-man show tonight. Uh, I'm John Martheller. I'm here with Stu. Hey, John. Uh, how's it going? You can't see me. I'm pointing to pick people's pictures on Zoom as if, number one, as if they can tell who I'm pointing to, and number two, as if it matters. This is a podcast. And also with us, Chicken Fingers 69 What's up, fuckers? It's an exceptional night because tonight we are going to be talking twins. They start the playoffs, let's say today. Nobody's going to listen to this podcast before they go to bed tonight. So they start the pod. They, they start the playoffs today. They're playing Toronto. And we thought, what better time to, for once, have a timely review of our Twins Fuck you, Sharkman. season? <laughs> Sorry. I what did Sharkman do? <laughs> he lives in Toronto. I don't know. I think he uh, still that. does. I gotta take, take that, that Toronto. Sorry, I thought maybe something happened on Twitter. Like, I don't go to Twitter all that often, but when I do, it's just chicken yelling at dana wessel our good friend dana wessel so <laughs> i mean you know, like, i thought maybe sharkman did something first. on the twitter no he i am i am just protecting myself that comes right. at it's, me it's defensive mm-hmm. yeah that's the any court in the land would see the, see it the same way speaking of, we should probably let people know that uh, broxy is not in jail for trying to murder an umpire we should let people know that but he's, not, for, he's in jail for, for other reasons, but not because of umpire murder. Yeah, he's just—it's <laughs> not not because of anything like that. So God, he is something else. Yes. Those stories are fantastic. Oh, oh I, love so I don't know about anyone else's household, but interesting gets dropped a lot more. Interesting. <laughs> just, whatever, anything a sour turn. In for whatever reason, it's in like a Jerry Seinfeld voice. Yes. Well, yep. <laughs> I don't know why it comes out as Jerry Seinfeld, but it does. Yeah, now we're on to football season. So oh. presumably, Brandon, whenever he's back on the podcast, we'll have an endless fund of stories about he's screaming at football. <laughs> screaming at youth football referees. The most referee intensive sport on the planet. <laughs> this is going to be a disaster. Hammering which is entirely about judgment calls that are made in a split second. football game. Oh, that spot is terrible. <laughs> Holding, holding. Get your head out of here. Oh, my God. Oh, oh it's going to jail. Holding. Mm, Honestly, he was he was an underdog for the first one of us to go to jail. But, I mean, I think he's, it's, well, it's, it's happening. Yeah. There's <laughs> been so much, there's been so much screaming about umpires and referees on this podcast. Just so much. And I would have been, I mean, Brandon would have been a solid fourth place. Maybe Stu would have been in the, in the running for the last person to get arrested for yelling at a referee. 
But the fact that Brandon is just leapfrogged and he's miles down the road in first place, it's just it's amazing. It's like an Earl Weaver <laughs> incarnate. Uh, uh, who's that guy? There, somebody sent me a clip. Maybe we talked about on this this on the podcast, but some minor league guy, Wally Backman, I think, was a Wally, Wally Backman. Backman. I was going to say Tim Tuffle. His mind. I don't yeah. know. Tim Tuffle the was same another guy, Mets so. second baseman, but yeah, yeah. It's Wally Backman. just an absolute. That's Brandon. Anyway. All right, let's talk. We'll start with number of wins. I, I, I'm excited about this one. The, the the number of wins we predicted this year. Um, Chicken did not send predictions, but he would have predicted zero. So, unfortunately, Chicken Great. finished in last place with his zero and 162 prediction. Um, in, in third place in the competition was actually me. I predicted 82 wins, and for a lot of the year, that was looking like a real good prediction. I was I was on the under side, and I was wrong. Stu picked 85 wins. Again, looked good for a lot of the season. Unfortunately, the person who's not here, the winner was Brandon. 87 wins, he predicted, and the Twins won 87 games. Right on it. How? At the time, I remember making fun of him for being optimistic. I I think I saw the over-unders. Somebody sent out some kind of email about recapping the the preseason over-unders, and I had forgotten that the Twins were... I think 82 and a half or something like that. And both Cleveland and obviously Chicago were supposed to be better than the twins. The twins were predicted to finish in third place from that over unders and Cleveland finished 10 games behind theirs and Chicago finished 22 behind theirs or something like that. Just something ridiculous. It was a total collapse. And that's what happens when, (laughs) as Stu calls them, the godless Chicago White Sox just walk away. Yep, it, it, it couldn't happen to a worse franchise. Nope, I'm just I'm I'm glad for their suffering, and I hope their fans who are currently in jail are suffering as well. Mm-hmm. All right, All now it's time. Now it's time for the real meat and potatoes here of the Bros and Turns <laughs> as we run down everybody's picks. Uh, let's start with the Bros. Stu got to go first. Stu, do you remember who you picked for? for Not Bro at was? all. Not at all. <laughs> Your pick for Bro this year was Trevor Larnock. Ah, injuries. Ah. No, no, not injuries. And your criteria, your criteria was that he would hit 30 home runs this year. We pressed you on it. We pressed you on it and made you say that he would hit 30 major league home runs this year. Um, I should have just weaseled. (laughs) God damn it. I would have had it. It it wouldn't have helped anyway. Larnick hit eight home runs in the major leagues this year. (laughs) And in the minors, let's see here. 22. I think he got 16 <laughs> at oh, St. Paul. Oh, that's not so bad. Uh, so even uh, if you put together AAA in the major leagues, uh, he still got honestly, to. He I got had 15 so many bad predictions. I'm going to take that as just a minor loss. I know. In Stu's defense, I think where you were going is that younger, kind of relatively positionless players are going to step up offensively. Mm-hmm. That's yep. where you were going in your mind. And in that sense, you were right. You just yeah, had the name. I definitely had the, right. just, had the name right. You just picked you just the one the out right. of all of the twi- the potential candidates that didn't. The only one who didn't. The only one who didn't come good. Uh, no, but you had the right Rick. concept. Ah, Rick. Yeah, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm going to take that as I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that one. I'm not going to hold my head up high, but I'm not well, going to be sad. Good concept. Yep. All right, Brandon's pick. Uh, was Kenta Maeda, his criteria. You fucking was an, idiot. <laughs> was an ERA under 3.6 this year. Interesting. 
Maeda had a four more Maeda had a four point two three ERA this year. So that one is also a solid fail. Yeah. I will say I, I do want to look up quick here his ERA after he was hurt. He came he was he pitched four times in April. He was on the disabled list for six weeks. Sorry, the injured list now. And he came back, and when he came back through the end of the season, he had a 3.3 ERA. So if you discount the injury, not actually a terrible pick from Brandon, but he was still wrong. So we give him zero points. And he didn't show he didn't he didn't show up anyway, so that's another negative two right there. My pick for Bro was Joe Ryan. Which hey. l- looked real good for a lot of the season, and then mm-hmm. um, my criteria was that he threw 175 innings this year, uh, based on the based on the idea that if he had thrown 175 innings, he therefore must be good and stayed in the rotation all year. He did stay in the rotation all year. He went to heck in the middle of the year, supposedly because of a groin injury. He threw 161.2 innings. That's a solid zero. Even if you throw in the five or ten he threw at St. Paul, you still don't get to 175. And two other twin starters did throw 175, so you can't even blame. In the past, you could have blamed Rocco Baldelli for not using pitchers correctly, but mm-hmm. not this year. Another solid zero for the sportive on the bros pick. Uh, so that was over three. Well, in uh, a way, I I won the bro contest. <laughs> well, you you finished tied with the rest of us. Was zero. You finished tied, you guys tied at zero. Ones, and it's I a four way tie for it's a four way tie for nobody got anything it's, right. Yeah. Well, John, you got the closest of the three. I think that's fair to say. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. because Brandon's not here, I'll accept that. I think Brandon would argue, but that's okay. In, um, no, Joe Ryan is. But wait, who's who's going to be a playoff starter? It's true. Not Kenta Maeda. Joe Ryan, Joe is, Ryan will be. So you ever think Kenta Maeda is just pissed that the you know he was pitching for the Dodgers and the Dodgers have obviously have amazing teams. So he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll pitch out of the bullpen, and he did it like three years in a row. And now the whole year it was like, well, Kenta Maeda can't pitch in the playoffs. He's amazing out of the bullpen. No one else could possibly learn <laughs> to pitch out of the bullpen. It's got to be you. It's got to be you, Kenta. Meanwhile, Louis Varland, who was like a bounce back and forth starter all year is now the best reliever the twins have. So it's obviously not questioning why Bailey Ober isn't isn't on the, are they, I haven't, I don't like going. I think people absolutely are the whole year. He was like, I'm wondering why he runs in the the, first inning and then it would be fine. Funderburk is, uh, is on there. Like for a long stretch guy, why would you not want Bailey Ober? Yeah, I think they were really worried about his innings count because he was way over where he'd been oh, like in the year before that. Uh, I think that's what it is. I don't yeah, know if that's so, overly cautious or not. I don't know. So was Joe Ryan, though. I mean, yeah. I, I got to believe Ryan threw 50 more innings this year than he'd ever yeah, thrown. They're all kind of like in undiscovered country right now. So I, yeah. I don't know. Right. You, you do sort of feel like if if the series, if this series goes three games and somehow the Twins advance, it does kind of feel like Bailey Ober would start game game one of the divisional series. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Because that's a that's a five game series, and so you would think they might throw over that first game and then line it up with Joe Ryan and Sonny Gray in games two and three. But sure. obviously, looking ahead to a potential division series is not something we're going to do. You're insane. Like you've lost. People, yeah. not doing people have been people have been joking. I just want to say this on the podcast. People have been joking about oh, what if they win a game? You're going to have a parade. I would absolutely go to a parade if the Twins yes. win a playoff yeah. game. 
There's no if doubt. they win game one tomorrow and someone's like, all right, there's a parade going down Hennepin Avenue at 730. I'm like, all right, let's get the kids in the car. They we need to we need to banish this this thing in the stupidest way possible. Like, um, who is the who is the Tim Rules guy who was climbing on the scorer's table after they won that play? Oh, wasn't it Pat Bev? <laughs> yeah, Pat Bev. I forgot his name already. We're just straight up Pat Bev in it. The whole city is just going to Pat Bev it. Charles Barkley will make fun of us. I don't care. I'm in for the parade. I I, I can't argue. I right. it's so it's so mathematically impossible for the, to have gotten this way. But um, if you're asking for my prediction, John, and I think you are, I think um, I am. Um, twins deserve to be favored. I think the Twins could absolutely beat Houston in the following series. And I will be shocked if they don't lose two games in the next two days. Yeah. Shocked. If, like they, if don't they get to game three, it would be kind of amazing. That would mean they won a game. That would have, I would, I will be stunned if that happens. Yep. So, if they get, if they get more than three hits in Tuesday's game, yeah. I'll be shocked. Yeah. And a, a Blue Jays just announced Barrios, former twin, is starting game two. So he started game two or perfect, game one? The perfect amuse, amuse bouche, if you will, that, that we just get killed by Jose Barrios in game two and in our season. Mm-hmm. That just, it's just, it's setting up 17 strikeouts. Yep. <laughs> the, the two game, the two losses, they will combine for yep. over thirty strikeouts. Yeah. Uh, the only run scored in two games will be a solo home run by Kyle Farmer in the fourth inning on Tuesday. <laughs> After they're already down five to nothing. It's. I just. I uh, can see it. I see it. In, uh, my mind. Why is this picture so clear? Right I just. It's just. It's so obvious when you said it out loud. Like, yeah, yeah. that's what's going to happen. Yeah. And I know, I know for a fact that they're good enough to win this series. I know there's like a if Vegas has a dead even, and they've got a home field advantage. So I mean, there's no reason why they shouldn't win this series. Toronto's yeah. fine. But they're not anything. They're not a fucking world beater. But I just history is just it's there. It's, I mean, and I know the team is young and it's guys who haven't had to deal with all this shit, but. How can you bet for them at this point? How? It's yeah. it's impossible to me. I just I can't. I I I honestly think okay, this is gonna let me just say this. I I please extend grace to me yep. for saying this. Yep. I think there's a better chance of the Vikings getting in the playoffs this year than the twins <laughs> advancing. <laughs> I mean, yeah. said it. Uh... I said it. I went out there. I went there. Okay. There. I mean, I, I guess. I'm hold on, to let me observe that. Give it me a feel, second. It, uh, it, they, okay. Oh, wow. That's a lot to take in because the Vikings are bad, but their mm-hmm. November is easy. Mm-hmm. If they can get through this next stretch, get to November. Mm-hmm. Hmm. NFC's got gives you seven playoff spots. Someone that like eight and yeah, nine or seven playoffs. Yeah. And the NFC North is garbage. Yep. Maybe. Higher fire. Oh, you're you're high. They're they're gonna be one and sixteen. Okay. <laughs> that that honestly that makes me feel better to knowing that I'm a little out there. 
but the November schedule is so freaking easy. Chicago's garbage. So bad. They're gonna split with Green Bay. So bad. I just wow. Maybe. But I mean, I think okay. Chicken. No, the no, rational no, side, maybe. The no. rational side of me tells me it's a down year for the Vikings, and the Twins are a good young ball club who don't have any connection to all the failure of the past. But but the but you know you know this in your soul that it's I I I don't know how, but it just it's not going to work. The team, all of the players that were on the team that the Twins team mm-hmm. that lost the 18th straight playoff game had no connection to the team that lost the first playoff game. And yet they still lost the 18th playoff game. So it happens. Yeah. I mean. But, but the Vikings are poopy. So. I just, it's. Are you familiar with the work of Stephen King? <laughs> you know how the, the the clown Pennywise the, the, clown the, the, the writer, Hitler. not the uh, Iowa congressman. No, not the Iowa. No, we're no. We're, no I'm we're. familiar with both, but, <laughs> and you could go either way with this. I yeah, think. <laughs> Whichever way. We're talking about the less. Chicken's just like listen. I'm familiar with both. Big fan of both. I want to. <laughs> Come on now. Um. um in in the movie in the movie and the book it it's it's the it's the place it's not like it's every couple of years yeah. Pennywise comes back and pulls a little kid into the sewer and eats it <laughs> and it's just that's it's so far no difference between the careers the of the writer and the politician didn't have any connection to the fiftieth yeah. kid that got pulled into the sewer yeah it was the sewer was the connection the location yes. not the kid. What I'm so saying is that Minnesota yes. is the sewer. You're right. And the <laughs> roster, everybody says, well, the, the roster doesn't have any connection to the first yeah. team that lost. No, but it's the sewer. It's it geography, man. Yeah. It's an accident uh, of geography that they're getting pulled into the sewer. That's but a the great sewer doesn't matter. Pennywise sewer. That's a, the twins are the target field is the Pennywise sewer. Yes. I love it. There. Thank you for helping me work through this. I've been trying to Clever. put my finger on what the issue is. Because I know it's not the player's fault. They're not cursed by this. It's not the kid's they're, fault. No. no. They just, they, they're they in the town. That's, their dad got a job in Derry. And this is, yep. this is what happens. <sighs> okay. I'm turning the floor you, back over to you guys. I need to deal with this for a little bit. <laughs> you heard it here first. Stu thinks that he has a better chance of playing in the NFL than going to the moon. <laughs> All right. So we're going to move on to the turd section. And oh, God. I'm just going to warn you. Sorry about that. I'm going to warn you. It's not going to go well. Oh, I know. Um, I'm going to win again. Yes. <laughs> Stu's pick for the turd of the year was Johan Duran. His criteria was that Duran would go on the 60-day injured list. That yeah. did not happen. That didn't happen. Duran had, a all, all things considered, a pretty good year, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He threw a couple of absolute laser beams that killed a couple of catchers, and he only had two or three absolute disaster outings. He did do something I've never seen before in all of my years of watching baseball when he wild pitched in the tying run in the ninth inning by throwing one that bounced behind a guy. 
I, I don't I've I've seen guys wild pitch in run. I'd never seen a wild pitch quite that wild to do that. And it was it was so wild that the twins tried to challenge and say that it hit the batter and the ball was dead. That's 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 a wild pitch right there. Uh Brandon Spick. And this one I think is the coup de gras of the whole bros and turds exercise this year. Brandon Spick's for turd this year was Max Kepler, a guy that was widely oh. hated. Um we made we we bullied Brandon into setting uh low criteria. His criteria was that Kepler would have an OPS under 700. Uh, Kepler had a terrible first couple months of the season that suddenly turned it around and became Babe Ruth in the second half, ended up with an 816 OPS, which was the fifth highest on the team, behind only the the, the young triumvirate of Lewis, Royce Lewis and Ed Julian and Matt Walner, and also was behind Ryan Jeffers, but otherwise was their best hitter. That was That's about as bad as turd picks get right there. Yeah. Except for the year that I picked Jorge Polanco and he made the all-star team. That was a bad year. That was a bad year for me. And my my third pick was actually not bad. My third pick was Christian Vasquez this year. I thought yeah. it'd be terrible. The criteria was that he reminds us of Tim Laudner. I just want to say that Vasquez this year had an OPS of 598. Yikes. In Tim Laudner's most famous season, the season that he hit 185, earning the nickname Buck 85. Uh, Laudner had a 595 OPS. Mm-hmm. So go. Vasquez actually had basically the same year as Tim Laudner's Buck 95 years. So I'm going to go ahead and give myself a point for that one. You win. Yeah. So, yeah I think you swept the, both categories, John. How many yeah. at bats did he get? Because he never, no one, neither of their two catchers got hurt all season. They basically mm-hmm. just rotated and neither of them ever got injured. Yeah. As far as I can remember. I don't even yeah. know who their third catcher is. Do they Vasquez? No, nobody else caught this year. I don't think. Hold on. Did, like did they call in like Sandy Leon for like a week? Yeah, I don't. Remember. We just forgot about it. It did. I don't remember it at all. It wasn't long. Nope. Not. No other player played catcher for the Twins this year. Damn. Two guys. It was the Vasquez and that's, Jeffers, and that was that's it. Kind of, that's got to be unique in the modern era. Yeah. yeah it, you, I mean, it's it. such an injury-prone position, just because yeah. you'd be crazy. a crazy person to play it. Vasquez had 355 plate appearances this year. Jeffers had 335. So I, he had more than Jeffers, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, think, him, I think earlier in the year, Chicken, I think he was, they were definitely going two to one, Vasquez and Jeffers. And that kind of balanced it out when everyone figured out that Jeffers was the much better option. I don't yeah. remember if, that at all. Okay. If you had looked on July 1st, I think Vasquez would have had 75% of the plate appearances. And then okay. the second half, Jeffers really turned it. I mean, it's still when you're when you're the catcher. It's still like, oh, you, he's getting all the appearances. By which I mean, he's playing four out of every six games every week. But yeah, which is probably about know. right if you want him to have a, actually a long career at that position. You almost have to do it like that. Yeah. And Vasquez is signed for two more years and is already thirty-two, so he's well into his drop-off years. And, and, he's, he, five... and he still still runs faster than Correa. <laughs> There was at least once this year. I I'm trying to rem- I'm trying to remember exactly how this happened, but the Twins were in the late innings and were out of players, and Vasquez got on, and so they had to pinch run for him with Jeffers, which is just hilarious <laughs> because it's like pinch running for me with Stu. Just <laughs> it's much. better, but it's not good. Um. No. <laughs> so anyway, that was 
I feel like the bros and turds every year is just an excuse for us to feel bad about ourselves at the end of the year. And I think it, we're right it, there. It, 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 it makes the listeners happy, I think, just to well, watch I, us feel shame. I think the the listeners get to hear us feel shame every time we do a podcast. So this is true. That's, that, that's good. Um, That's what I've got for bros and turds. So, Stu, your prediction is they lose in two games to Toronto. Yep. Chicken, yep. your prediction is that they lose in two games to Toronto. Mm-hmm. My Absolutely. prediction is also that they lose in two games to Toronto. And 30 strikeouts. <laughs> Plus. That seems low. It's possible. It's, it, it really, I don't feel like it got enough attention that A, the Twins set a major league record for strikeouts, and it wasn't close. They no. looked all year like they were going to break it, and then they broke it with a week and a half to go or whatever. Crazy. And also that Carlos Correa, you know, you knew he hit into a lot of double plays, but he was the 17th guy in baseball history to hit into 30 double plays in a year. In all of baseball history, it's unbelievable to me that he managed to hit into that. I remember Kirby Puckett hitting into like 20 double plays one year, and everyone was like, this is why this is the worst thing that's ever happened to anybody ever. <laughs> and Correa hit into 30 this year. Unbelievable. He had to lead the league by five. It's just there's there's no possible way you can hit into that many double plays, and yet he did it. So I don't know. I mean, I feel like we can look back at the Twins this year, and it's a little strange because they played reasonably well after the All-Star break. They've been like a Second 95 best record of the majors. Team. Second best. They're really good yeah. right now. It's been – and the first half of the year was so disgusting that it's almost been hard to turn around and be like, actually, you, I kind of like this. Like, they have likable players who hit a lot. Everybody loves Royce Lewis. Everybody loves Matt Walner. Ed Julian is French-Canadian, so Chicken hates him, but everybody else likes Ed Julian. <laughs> so it it's they have young, fun players, and you have to say that the attitude, the way this team is played, Dan's attitude towards this team, Everything about the Minnesota Twins turned around when Byron Buxton got hurt. I'm going to look. I knew Julian's Canadian, which means I don't like him. But if he's from like one of like Alberta or Manitoba. No, he's from Quebec. I knew it'd be something. That's what I'm not going to look it up then. Damn it. That was the lead of all the, what, seven provinces? Nine? (laughs) Your your least favorite province. Forty? How many provinces they got? 40 up there? It's, it's the 40th ranked province. I think you round up, yeah. He was born in Quebec City. God, I knew it. He went to school in Quebec City. You don't no. get more you don't get more French Canadian than Quebec City. I don't like it. They <laughs> I don't like baseball. I, I don't know. I, but I love more knowing. I love past. <laughs> All right. How about this? I'm gonna see but if you can make from, a comeback here. They were from Manitoba and they were from Mordo's from Vancouver, Costco's yeah. from like Manitoba, something. So Western provinces. Mm-hmm. I don't right. know those Eastern provinces. Nova Scotia, Quebec. The Maritimes. The, the Maritimes. Of the Maritimes, John. That's the Sidney Crosby. I just I yeah. don't trust them. <laughs> I don't trust them. They're, those are soft provinces. Mm-hmm. You can't trust anything about them. The no, Nathan McKinnon, not... Sidney Crosby provinces. Uh, the, I like the open. I don't like the ones that are forested. I like to open the. The prairie provinces. What's your top Trust province? Mm. Why is it Saskatchewan? Well, it's definitely Saskatchewan. Uh, I like it. 
It's, I'm, I'm going to push back on that. I think it's Alberta. Well, the, the things I like about Saskatchewan, Alberta has more of. So in that sense, I'm being, it's hypocritical. Mm. But um, the heart wants what the heart wants. I think we all know this. Yeah. And I don't, uh, you know, I don't like, uh, I don't like the Calgary Flames. I think that's probably part uh, of it. I mean, there, Cal, Alberta has a saddle dome. Saskatoon doesn't have a saddle dome. That's my metric for this one. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> Fair enough. But but if the Flames play there, that would obviously be a, 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 a yeah, that, well, I can they, see that. Yeah. They do. Those fuckers. At least they used to. They might have their own spot now. It's probably called the Rogers Center. I think all the hockey arenas <laughs> in Canada are now called the Rogers Center. I don't really, I can't keep track of all of them anymore. Um, I wish it, I I want to see if you turn around on this. I was I I was looking up to make sure where Ed Julian was from on Wikipedia. He's from Quebec City. He went to school in Quebec City, but under the heading, this is on his Wikipedia page. Under the heading personal life, usually it's like. Here's your family. Here's who your child of. The only note on the personal life section of Ed Julian's Wikipedia page is as follows. In August 2018, Julian was arrested in Auburn, Alabama for public intoxication and criminal littering. He was sentenced to perform community service. Yeah. And then if you click on the reference, I really wish that I could share my screen because it is the absolute Ed Julian after the worst night you've ever seen in your life photo. And it's I, I I feel like I feel like you could relate to this chicken. I have a million questions. Why is someone from Quebec City in Auburn, Alabama? He um, went to Auburn. Yeah, it still doesn't explain see. it, and it doesn't. It's not a good enough explanation for me. Does I don't doesn't add up. It doesn't explain uh, what he someone, did, but this mugshot is amazing. Why is someone from Quebec City going to Auburn? I know, obviously, for baseball. Yeah. Well, it's fishy. I mean, uh, you know, the uh, NAFTA only goes so far. Ooh, <laughs> oh, wow. wow. That is a hell right, of a John is showing us a picture. Oh, good lights. <laughs> yep. Man. I, I, I'm, not, I'm just transported back to St. Cloud State. <laughs> <laughs> that is... That is some memories right there. This is like what a, every like St. Cloud State graduation picture looks like. Oh, it's beautiful. He kind of looks like uh, Zelensky's drunk brother. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll allow it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Uh, I'm glad I figured out how to share my screen because that, that that's just good. Well, what were we talking about before we started talking about Ed Julian's criminal history? Provinces. Um, oh, provinces. Which yeah. provinces? Which province is chicken's favorite? And he said Saskatoon. I said Alberta. And yeah, you haven't said goddamn word one yet, John. What is my favorite province? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Quit dodging Ooh. the question. Great question. <laughs> British Columbia. Okay. He likes Seattle. Mm-hmm. It's it's just an extension. I knew it was coming. Yep. Yeah. I'm simple. Yeah. S- Saskatchewan is just extended North Dakota. Yes, that's why I like it. That's why you like it. Yes, you wouldn't even know you're. You just, if I placed you in Saskatchewan or North Dakota, you wouldn't know. You'd have fifty fifty shot. I like that. It's true. <laughs> my 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 sister in law, my brother's wife, is from basically fifteen miles south of the border in North Dakota, and we that's where they got married up there. They got married at her childhood farm and. Uh, it was, it, I'm told it's not in Saskatchewan, but honestly, you couldn't tell the difference whether it was mm-hmm. or wasn't. So, I, I mean, it, I, I don't know what to say. It's exact. it's like Ortonville. Ortonville looks exactly like Saskatchewan. You could, <laughs> you could drive from Benson to Ortonville. You'll never, mm-hmm. you'd never be able to tell whether you're in North Dakota, South Dakota, not the good parts of North Dakota either. The just the flattest, dumbest part. Anyway, love it. I don't need to talk about the Benson Ordenville Drive, except for my buddy Noah, who lives in Benson now. And shout out to Noah for still listening to the podcast as he drives back and forth. Um, were you talking about something before we started? See, this is this is what middle age mm-hmm. is like. And what Julian, were we talking about before we, we started all, talking about our we favorite made our predictions? We made our predictions about the yeah, and you yeah, we all, and we're all we're all two game sweeps. Oh, okay. That was John said and, two game sweep also. Yes, yeah. And Kyle right. Farmer we getting a fourth inning home run and Pennywise. <laughs> all right. What I want to hear now is I want to hear. The top six. Not your top six province. Is it the top six provinces? Oh, that would be kind of not. amazing if it wasn't. No. But no, we're gonna you go. Can't, you can't. You can't do six saddle domes. That'd be too many saddle domes. <laughs> Just uh, engineering wise, it doesn't make gel arenas. They're all the same. <laughs> six, five, four, three, two, one. All the Rogers Center. It doesn't make any sense. So, no, my uh, top six. It's um, it is still baseball related. I went back to the last time the Minnesota Twins won a playoff game. That's two thousand four, John. And I just wanted to go with the top six guys from the 2004 Minnesota Twins. All right. Now, these aren't the best players. Nope. The most noteworthy names. These are just the top six guys. These are the guys. What's So just get, what's the criteria of being a, a top guy? Just a top guy. It's, unspeak- it's, guy. it's on. Yeah. I'm going to say his name. John's going to smile and you're kind of going to kind of giggle. 
That's, okay. that's, 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 the that's, criteria. that's the criteria. Um, we have three honorable mentions before we get to the top six. So Does we're going to name nine there total. There were so total. many honorable mentions. There are so many. Seriously. What, the whole roster was an honorable You're going to go to baseball reference and see this roster, and you're just going to go, wow. Like the, the apes in 2001 looking at the mop. At the <laughs> I've got system. one I think you're going to name. All right, but go ahead. Okay, okay. I'll let you go ahead. Okay. Here, are the, here are three honorable mentions before we get to the top six. Joe Roa, R-O-A. <laughs> Who's, who? I don't. Henry Blanco. Ah, take, old mango take face. Blanco, here's a catcher. I knew <laughs> yep. one was good. Old, old mango face. Hank White. <laughs> and Jose Offerman. Jose Offerman was on the team. Jose Offerman was on the team. Was he on the playoff roster? He couldn't yeah, have been I on the did, playoff. I did roster, not look up right? playoff roster, John. I just oh, went the full 2004 thing. Okay. <clears throat> Number six. This might be who uh, Chicken was thinking of. Rochester's own Michael Restovich. That's what I thought was coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And this is, a, again, he would have been much higher in any other year, I think. But yeah. He is a guy. Did you guys? He is a guy. And he's actually Matt Walner's real father. Did you guys know that? No, shut up. Yeah, none of that's true. Thank they, you. they just seem so similar. <laughs> Minnesota guys. Like there's no, Michael <laughs> Restovich is like three years younger than me. Matt Walner is like four years older. I Wait wish. I was doing listeners, the math there. <laughs> listeners, I thought I was making a joke, and I wish you could have seen Stu and Chicken's face after I said that. <laughs> They both just the the computations that were going on for both of them. They were like, "Well, it's possible." No, it's, it's not possible. possible. Well, I get there's Where, a lot of dirtbags in Forest Lake, so <laughs> it just makes sense. Just um, the absolute confusion instead of the joke of just saying yes, Michael Restovich and Matt Walner, both native Minnesotans, kind of lumbering outfielders that hit the ball a long way. They're the very similar people. That didn't land at all. Just the the possibility where we can say that the possibility was definitely in their mind. Yeah. I, I've been to forest. Like it, it would, it would, yep. it, it could have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, number five, Augie Ojeda. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Brandon. I'm sorry. Brandon's not here for number four, but number four is Terry Tiffy. <laughs> yeah. We're still in the Tiffy time. Why um, did Brand, why did Brandon need to be here for Terry Tiffy? I just think it makes him happy to hear Terry Tiffy's name. I oh, I think yeah. he was his pick to click one year. I I don't know. Oh, yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> the first uh, year of the podcast, Brandon was predicting the Terry the inaugural Broxy ter- bro. <laughs> exactly. And he, and he probably hit like one twenty. Yeah. Um, number three, this guy played thirty games for the Twins, even though I don't remember him ever being on the Twins. Pat Borders. No, former hmm. Toronto Blue Jay Pat Borders. I was gonna say, was he Canadian or was he just? I, if he, plays, so he, was a, he was a Blue Jay. I think he was on if the World played, Series. Blue Jays. If you play thirty years for the Blue Jays, you're automatically a Canadian citizen. But I don't was know where he, he came from? Originally. Yeah, I'm gonna look him up. Yeah. He, right? I, no, he's American. Never mind. Yeah. So yeah, played like a full month for the Twins. Who knew? Um, I don't think number, that's right. I'm pretty sure this is not right. It's it's right there, John. It's the internet can't wow. can't look. Pat Borders um, was yeah. I we looked him up. Pat Borders was 41 years old that year playing. Yes, and he Twins. played and he played at least another season after that. Amazing. 
Amazing. <laughs> Number two, JD, the real deal, Durbin. Durbin. <laughs> Is he a first round pick? Yeah. He's a first round pick. Oh, yeah. JD he Durbin needs- was the AJ Phelan of the Minnesota Twins. <laughs> Just. Uh, God, yeah, number one. Puka shell nu- necklace, JD Durbin. Oh, yes. For some reason, I, I associate him with like a Puka shell necklace, like uh, Smash Mouth, kind of looked like a like he would go to Smash Mouth concerts. Yes. Like uh, spiked, spiked hair, uh, t- tipped hair. Had like uh, a tattoo of the Sublime album cover across his shoulder blades. Just yes, yes. I looked him up, and this is all one hundred percent accurate. Yeah, had a probably had a pit bull who had ended up like biting the finger off a kid. Just one of those guys. JD Durbin has definitely smoked weed out of an apple. It's just every, every everything about him is open. It's open to possibility. So okay, and number one, and I think you both knew them. This one was coming, Terry. Mulholland. <laughs> Terry Mulholland. Just was also a 41 year old on the twins that year. Multi. Just <laughs> he was that old the old timer on the movie Major League. That yep. old son of a bitch that uh, yeah. I, just it smells like Ben Gay all the time. <laughs> <laughs> they had, he, they had was two still different... on the Orioles when he pitched for the twins. Doesn't make any sense how, but he was a, he was dual rostered. Yeah. The I Twins mean, had two different 41-year-olds on the roster that year. Yeah. And that was a team that won a playoff game. Yep. So that's um that's I, 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 didn't, I didn't even mention um um our guy Lou Ford. That's that's how that 2014 was with guys. That's he didn't he didn't crack top 9. No. So yeah, that was, was Lou Ford 41 yet? I know he played. No. He, he played in the uh, that like fun little minor league team on Long Island again this year. Yes. So he's still yeah. playing. Yeah, Lou Ford's like my age. He's yeah, really he's just an absolute lifer. God, God bless him for being a lifer like that. That's just you know, good for him. That's a good list, guys. Lou Ford is thirty nine yeah. still. <laughs> Henry yeah, Blanco that's... led the led the team in games caught that year. Also, oh, there were two Terrys in that top six. I just realized that. That's a lot of Terrys. You don't get a lot of Terrys these days. <laughs> he caught more games than LaCroix. Did they just yes. use LaCroix as DH that season? I think so. I mean, I'm sure LaCroix caught a few games. That that was before LaCroix made a Hall of Famer cry with his catching ability. <laughs> Wait, wasn't Joe Mauer on that team? 2004, yeah. That's after the trade. Isn't what? It? Yeah, because why was Joe Mauer Why didn't Joe Mauer catch more games than Blanco? Wasn't he, that the year that he got hurt? Was that where he got the knee injury? Oh, is that the okay? That's why that must be it. Yeah. Huh. That makes sense. It's, it's and again, this is like twenty years ago. A lot of a yeah. lot of good guys on that team. Good, I like it. That was Joe like, Roa. I yeah. thought Joe Roa was the guy who works for MinPost. <laughs> But that's John Rowe. Ugh. That's that's a good top six right there, Stu. I, yeah. That's how long it's been. Just a bunch of like old 60-year-old guys were on that team. Where where <laughs> were you guys in 2000? Where were you guys when the twins last went to play? I was in graduate school. 
and now I'm in my early 40s. Let's see. My youngest was six months old. And now your youngest and now is a sophomore in, in college. second year of college? Yep. So what are you going to do? It's just, and again, it it's ties right back around. We all know that this Twins team is good enough to win a playoff series, and none of us think it's going to happen. Yep. None of us. It's, yeah. it's a real bummer, but I just, I'm the most, I'm, I think I'm the most, I mean, my, my, my prediction record on this show, I think is the most optimistic of the four of us. And I can't even get, I can't even get there, man. Ugh. When the twins lost in the playoffs that year in 2004, that was Joe Roa's last appearance. Oh man. That was the end of his career. I don't yeah. remember him at all, but. I don't either. I, it's... I'm looking at his Wikipedia page. It says <laughs> that he was. <laughs> this is so stupid. Well, we'll see if you can guess this. He was called the Roa Constrictor by what? <laughs> he was frequently called the Roa Constrictor by what? Twin uh-huh. City radio personality. Paul Fortune. Allen. Nope. Oh, God. I'll give you each. Two more guesses. Otherwise, it's going to go on. <laughs> 2004. 2004. Ubay? <laughs> That's a good one, but no. Dark Star. Yes. John nails it. Come Look on. at it. Awesome. Yep. Good job, well, John. R.I.P. Mm. Man. That's beautiful. The strangest life of mm-hmm. any Twin Cities media personality. Well, at Dubai comes in. Uh, Dubai kind of uh, in, a, in, a, in a less um, heartwarming. He's making, and uh, he, he's got time to make ground too. Yeah. Uh, so many nights you'd be like, "Oh, I wonder if, I wonder who's on CCL." I'm talking like driving out on the prairie in the middle of yes. the when there's nothing on the only station. Who's on CCO? And it's just Dark Star and Tom Kelly mumbling at each other about horse racing for an hour. No baseball, no sports talk, just grumbling at each other about horse racing. I like the seven. I like number seven in the third race. At least on a payphone from Hudson. He's betting on the dogs. He's talking puppy dogs out in Hudson. Oh, TK and the Zubas. That's better times. Better times. They were times. Do you know how much I wanted to be wrong about this? I I mean, everyone wants you to be wrong, but you know that every Twins fan is thinking the same as you. Yeah, I just, I want to be wrong so bad. You know, like, you know there, what? There's optimistic Twins fans out there, but you give them two beers and they're going to say the exact same as you. Yeah, I, mean, I went back. What could happen tomorrow night or tomorrow afternoon is that the Twins go up like 6 nothing early. Oh, God. And everybody's just going to panic. That, that'd be the yep. worst thing that could happen. And then yep. it gets... So, like in the second inning, it's six nothing, and in the third inning, it's six one, mm-hmm. and then the fourth inning, it's six three, mm-hmm. and then the fifth inning, it's six five, and then it, everything's just yeah. gonna. It's six five, and Griffin Jacks is coming in to pitch the. Oh, eight. there's just oh, riots in yep. the streets. Yep, <sighs> people are outside tearing trees out of the ground. Oh. They don't even know why. People are just pulling saplings from the ground and throwing them. I'm terrified the street gonna... for bonfires. 
the TV announcers aren't going to understand what's going on when no. Farmer hits a grand slam in the second <laughs> to make it six nothing, and nobody cheers. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> just looks at each other, terrified in the crowd. Like, oh, now what? Now what? All the Blue Jays fans are excited, but the Twins fans it's are remarkably silent. quiet in this building. I went back and read. Um, There's just fires. The seats on fire. I went back and read Gleeman's analysis of the the 2004 series against the Yankees. And, I mean, Gleeman still had, had that Gleeman writing style, and he picked the Twins in five in that series. He, they're like, someone who's perceived as one of the more negative guys in town, I'd, I'd argue he's realistic, not negative, mm-hmm. um, picked the Twins in that series. And I think that's the last time he's picked them in anything, and I think he, yeah. he's not wrong. Pragmatic. He's still yeah. getting over it. He's still not over it. None of no. us are over it. No. 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 Well, we all know. I mean, they also got fucked so hard in that series. And Super hard. Have we seen the umpire crew yet? It's because he's not in it, and um, Angel Hernandez is not in it. So oh, okay, it's a good start. They're giving some new no kids West? a chance to, to build a repertoire. Then they get to game two, and it's like, how is Eric Gregg behind the plate for this <laughs> that's one? What's going on? Here? Yeah, that's what we're worried about. Eric Gregg, Joe West. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Absolute desire. who's that guy that Gardy got in there? Hunter Wendelstead. Hunter Wendelstead. <laughs> oh man, he hates he's him. The the he the hates Royals. him so bad. Who's the umpire that screwed the Royals in like 81? Uh Denkinger? Denk- yes. Why <laughs> <laughs> I cannot remember. I my brain is so dumb. I can't there's That's no reason remarkable to know that right that away. That. Yes. <sighs> it's a play at first. Yep. Yeah, walking and Har lost his goddamn mind. God, that's really we're, I'm old as fuck. Remembering exact outs from 1980. Oh well, yeah, and I mean, but I mean, there's a, there were three channels on TV that time. At that time. <laughs> I suppose <laughs> you put on the live sports that was on. That you get your grubby little paws on, and you <laughs> see this empire just eat shit. And this best starting pitcher in the majors loses goddamn mind. It was oh. Uh, so anyway, that's us remembering guys and. uh now we're going to move sadness. into remembering some TV channels about Good how list. your mm-hmm. childhood was all Cubs games and Atlanta games. Good and list. somehow I have a vague memory that somehow like WWOR out of New York would broadcast Met game, Mets games. And somehow that was on TV as well. They I don't, did, but not in, not in, not in Minnesota, not in Minnesota. They, 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 they were, they were also, they were like a regional type of, they, I think it was like up and down the Eastern seaboard. It would be very Ortonville if somehow we got WWOR, but we didn't have ESPN until like 1994. Sounds about right. I think, or it was MSC that we didn't have till the mid 90s. Like, no ESPN2, no MSC, but we got the Eastern Seaboard plus one random cable distributor in the middle of Minnesota. (laughs) That would be, seems right on the nose, actually, now that you mention it. Why Um, is Broxy tweeting right now? That son of a bitch. Fuck. I'm gonna send. I'm gonna send him an invite right now. Get him oh. out of here. Can you want to guess what he's tweeting about? Yes. <laughs> no, um, I don't want to get. Monday night football. New segment. What's Broxy tweeting about during this during the podcast? Shoes. That's a great guess. But no. Form fitting t-shirts. <laughs> I can also tremendous guess. He's only got one other thing that he's about other than yelling at umps. That's four things. We'll take yelling at umps off the table. Um, I'm going to say random musical acts I've never heard of. God damn it. He's got five things. That's not it. 
random basketball players and their contracts. He is upset about the San, <laughs> San Antonio Spurs uh, giving point guard Devin Vassell a five-year contract. Isn't that isn't that our friend from ninety three X? No, it's Dana West. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. That's Dana's alternate personality. Oh <laughs> yes, Vessel. my name is yeah. Devin Vassell. <laughs> why is what? So why is Brandon randomly mad about the San Antonio point guard? Uh, he says that. Um, so San Antonio gave this guy a big contract, and Brandon's comment is, "It's not my money." But the guy is barely league average, Pop, so Popovich, I assume, mm-hmm. and Belichick seem to be having a watch me prove that time has passed me off, passed me by off. Wow. I think he's saying that the guy's not worth the money, and Popovich is. So Popovich must be their GM. Yes, yeah, Spurs, and so he's coach GM. So he's upset. He's not on the podcast because he's upset about. The San Antonio Spurs signing a backup point guard. Now, far be it from me to yell at hmm. someone or tease somebody for not being on the podcast. But... Hmm. Hmm. All right. Well, if we're if we're dissecting in detail, Brandon Sweets, that's probably a good sign that we should be done. Podcast. We can be done. Probably yeah. It's ten o'clock. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.